0: So this week's episode is going to be just me. You know, it's a bit hard for me to believe that another semester of teaching has just wrapped up. It's even harder to believe that it's another semester of teaching online and that it has been 14 months since the pandemic threw us into lockdown and that we are just now moving to full re-entry into the real world. So much has changed and yet so much hasn't at least not yet. There is still, and I do believe will be for a while, a lot of uncertainty in figuring things out as we go along. I've been thinking about that a lot as another crop of students is set to graduate this May. You know, when you get older, you expect uncertainty and you learn to dance with it. Not that it's easy, because it's not. But you know the uncertainty is temporary. At least you remind yourself it is. Until the next time, uncertainty lands on your path and you have to remind yourself again. Now, in the next week or so, all of these students are going to start to hear commencement speeches, generally given by those with some degree of celebrity status. And each one will offer their views on what will come next and how to navigate it. And some will be worth listening to and others, maybe not so much. Now, as is true of previous years, no one asked me to deliver one of those speeches. I don't have that kind of celebrity status. And yet, I have a lot I'd like to say. Two years ago, I wrote it all in a blog. And this year, I decided I have a podcast now. Let's use this episode of the podcast and speak it. So here goes. I know that many of you feel cheated. A big chunk of your graduate years have been spent sitting in front of Zoom instead of sitting in a physical classroom. Chance encounters in the middle of Washington Square Park just did not exist, and yet you adapted. You figured it out as you went along, just as we all did. And you may not believe it now, but you will look back at this time and you will see how it made you stronger and more resilient and better able to deal with the crises personally and professionally that you will encounter in the future. Because you will encounter them. The ugly truth is that nothing in life goes smoothly. We all have to learn to react in real time to those bumps and twists in the road. The good news is you have a head start in learning how to do that through one of the more difficult times we have ever seen. Don't get so caught up taking pictures of your life that you forget to experience that life. You know, we've spent the last 14 months with social media as our primary form of communication. I can't only imagine how much harder this time would have been without it. Images shared on social media helped us all get through the day. At least it did me. Gave me a sense of connection during a period of forced isolation. But don't get so caught up taking the picture or filming the video that you forget to experience the beauty of the sunset the sound of the ocean, or the magic of the music. Take your pictures, but please first pause and just let that moment wash over you because that moment is all you can ever be sure of. Learn to love yourself. You know, it took me decades, decades, I'm telling you, a lot of therapy and countless self-help books to learn to love me. And you know, some days I still have a lot of trouble with that. I fall into imposter syndrome and I think I'm worthless and I have accomplished nothing. But here's what I've learned. No one else is going to love you and appreciate you unless you love and appreciate you first. So learn to embrace who you are without the filter. Yes, that's right. Without the filter. Learn to like you. Maybe even laugh at yourself. Even when you make mistakes, because trust me, you're going to make plenty of them. It takes practice, and some days it's so much harder than others. But remember that love is always easier than hate. Learn to tell your story, or someone else will. We see this in politics and media all the time. Other people trying to change the narrative to suit the story they want to tell about you. And it happens in business as well. The only chance you have of telling your story the way you wanted to tell it is to get clear on what on what it is. Now it's not easy to think about who you are, what you do and why you do it. Most of us like to make ourselves seem smaller than what we are instead of looking for what is remarkable. You know, it's that's why I wrote getting your personal brand story straight to help people get through the process. Because I know it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me. But it is necessary. Oh, and that story. It will never be enough to just know your story. You have to own it, too. And not just the proud moments, but the moments when you trip and fall. David Meerman Scott, who was on episode number 30 of the podcast, opens his LinkedIn bio with, and I quote, I was fired, sacked, my ideas were a little too radical for my new bosses, He owned what many others try and hide, and he went on to become an internationally recognized marketing expert and the author of 12 books. Now, owning it gets you the jobs you want, and it moves you forward. Owning it allows you to step away when you have to. And owning it helps you to learn to love yourself. Some days you will own it more than others. Those will be the days you close the big deal or land the new job or finally ask out the guy you've been crushing on for weeks. Other days, it will be more challenging. Trust me, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Some days I have to go and I have to reread my bio to remember what my story is. Always be learning. At the beginning of every semester, I tell my students that if they think I have all the answers, they are dead wrong. No one. Not one person knows everything there is to know about everything. And if they tell you they do, they're lying. As Socrates said many moons ago, the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. So read everything, both sides of the story. Stay open to a differing viewpoint, however challenging that might seem in such an incredibly divisive time. Try to understand the other side's rationale, even if you still don't agree with their viewpoint. And remember that there is always something new to learn. That mindset, staying curious, is also what I consider the secret elixir to staying young. Love what you do, even when you hate it. Following your passion is something we've been told is necessary for our happiness. Now, that may or may not be true. It's certainly not true if what you are passionate about is something you are not very good at, in which case your chances of success greatly diminish. And even if you are one of those people who is lucky enough to be doing work you have a true passion for, you will still have days where you hate it. Like any love you find in life, including a partner, no matter how much you love that person, there will always be days when you hate something about them. If you're not good at what you're passionate about, either get good at it or find something you are good at and learn to be passionate about that. Find what Todd Churches, who was on episode number five, talks about in his Passion, a Skill Matrix. He talks about finding your sweet spot. You know, in my wildest dreams, selling radio advertising in the 80s and the 90s was not something I would have ever thought I would be passionate about when I was graduating. But you know, when a set of circumstances found me in that business, I discovered I was really good at it. And the more I learned, the more passionate I became. When you stop having fun, press the reset button. I loved my career in radio and television, marketing and advertising, until I didn't. And that can happen to you, and it probably will, at least once in your life. When you stop having fun... When you feel you are no longer learning or in an environment that is not healthy for your personal and professional growth, start planning your escape. It might be another company or another career. It might take some time to execute your plan, but don't stay someplace you hate for too long. It will eat away at your soul. Just remember that fun doesn't just happen, that we have a role in making things fun vote. if there is anything the last year has proven, it is that your vote does count. This country is digging itself out of a mess because people were not paying enough attention to the issues and to who was getting elected at every level of government. People have fought and died for the right to vote, and not every country on this planet gives you that right. Don't take it for granted. When you're not voting at the polls, vote with your wallet. Support companies and organizations whose values align with your own. It may not sound like much, but it's a small step to creating big change. Be kind. You know, there is so much hatred in the world today. Just try a little kindness. Hold the door open for a stranger. And remember to say thank you when someone does the same for you. No matter how different it may seem we all are, we're all looking for points of commonality so we can connect as humans. And if you stay open, you can always find the good in someone. Just remember, sometimes it does take longer than others to find that good. Be grateful. You know, I rarely go to sleep without writing down three things I have to be grateful for. And trust me, some days it is hell to come up with even one, but that's the whole point. When we get caught up in the minutia of our days, we can forget what we already have be grateful for. And some days, it just might be the roof over your head or a delicious cup of coffee. But the truth is, we can't make room for more in our lives if we aren't grateful for what we already have. It goes fast, so make the most of every moment. My mother started telling me how fast it all goes as far back as when I was your age, which is a very long time ago. I didn't get it then. I'm not sure I wanted to. I thought I had all the time in the world. And then I learned that one day you wake up and you get it. And when you do, you know you can't turn back time. But you can start to remember to appreciate each moment, to savor it, to make the most of it. My mother repeated her wisdom a lot in her last days. And when she passed at almost 98, I really got it. And I was so grateful I had learned to never take a moment for granted. There is always a way. No matter what obstacles are put in your path, and there will be lots of obstacles, remember, there is always a way. You can right or wrong, you can move the obstacle on that path, or you just might find out that the obstacle was really a miracle in disguise designed to take your path in a whole new direction you hadn't thought of yet. Teaching is one of the most gratifying things I've done in my life. Every student I meet, every class I've taught, continues to remind me that our future is in much better hands than anyone wants to acknowledge. The world is always a bit messy, and right now, it's a lot more messy than we'd all like it. You are the generation we're counting on to make this world a better place, at a time when the world desperately needs a lot of fixing. So please, go get to it. Okay, that's all I got for today. I will be on break next week and back with new episodes after. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetombrocus.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there.